Welcome everyone to There Will Be Bugs, an insect podcast where we cover a variety of entomological topics. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. And I am joined by our other host, Zilla. <laughs> Today we're is a very special episode of There Will Be Bugs because I get to be the expert and Ben gets to be the uh, layman. So I'm super excited. I get to sit here <laughs> You didn't have any homework to do for this episode. I didn't have any homework. To, I did. We did watch one terrible movie together. Yeah, that was a lot of work, but I did do a lot of drinking during it, so it, it evened <laughs> out. Well, perfect. So today in our very special uh, episode, we're going to be discussing the Mothman because it's Halloween. And it's kind of related to entomology, I guess. It's entomology adjacent. I was hoping there would be a little bit more entomology in it, but it's it's mostly for fun. That sounds great. What is what is the Mothman? The Mothman is a, a cryptid who hails out of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. He's sort of a newer a newer cryptid, a new um, sort of a modern urban legend. So ah, oh, cryptid. What like the Sasquatch? Like and the, the Yeti, <laughs> or the uh, Jersey Devil, the Chupacabra. Chupacabra is a good one. Um, yeah, he's he's one of those. And for some reason, artists on the internet always draw him with a shiny butt. So he's got that going for him. Do real moths have butts? Yes, they have a place where the frass comes out. Does it have the cheeks? end of their? Hmm. <laughs> Do not have what, butt cheeks. What cheeks are we talking here? Like Nicki Minaj yeah, or like can, Hank Hill? Can they do- <laughs> like where in that spectrum are we? Are we kind of are we putting the Mothman? Um. Well, I mean, the statue I think is like a Nicki Minaj, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So. Uh, yes, moths do, I guess. Uh, no, no, because but you need a gluteus maximus. Yeah, you need, like, they, a, you need like a cleft. Y- yeah, let me think about that answer. All right. I'm going to go back and forth. You ponder and we'll circle back at the end. Pondering moth butt. So, West Virginia in general has kind of a history of being a spooky place going back to pre-colonial times. But on November 15th, 1966, the Mothman made his first appearance. When two couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry and Stephen Mary Mallet, were driving down State Route 62 at around midnight, which everybody knows is the spookiest time of day or night. Yeah, if it's past midnight, just go home. Just go home. They were driving near an abandoned National Guard Armory kind of power plant building, and they encountered an enormous creature there. He was six to seven feet tall with an enormous 10-foot wingspan and red glowing eyes. It's the governator. (laughs) He only has one glowing eye. (laughs) Also, he was a great governor. Later, the eyes the eyes uh, show up a lot in Mothman mythology, and uh, these couples later would describe its head as being not outstanding. But I guess the eyes were. So in a panic, not, not outstanding. <laughs> I know. So, I love the way people talk. In, so in standing, yeah, in standing in its field. So in a panic, the couples turn around and they sped back towards town, but the creature pursued them. 
It ran clumsily. It ran like a dork. It ran like me in middle school. Okay. Um, but it could glide gracefully in the air and could keep pace with the car at speeds up to 100 miles an hour. At one point, they got away from it, but I guess they were curious, so they went back to see if it was still there and found him waiting for them, and they fled again, and he pursued them again until they lost him. What year was this again? 1966. Okay. So I guess you could have cars that 100 mile an hour in 66. Yeah. But they would have been foreign. They wouldn't have been American cars. If uh, Unless there was, it was a straight line all the way. it was a straight line, yeah. Yeah, a straight line all the way, I guess you're good. This is before all the fuel, fuel economy garbage, too. <laughs> so, like, they could really soup them up. And it's West Virginia. Like, you know they were running hooch at yeah, some point. Yeah, that's true. So they had, like, a, like <laughs> a storied history of fast cars. So, <laughs> the fast car is definitely a believable part of the story. Yeah. Mothman, I don't know. Yeah. Unlike a moth, the creature seemed afraid of the headlights of their vehicle. So they sped away again and got a hold of the cops who went out to the same spot to investigate but were unable to find anything. And the next day, the newspaper, the Point Pleasant Register, ran a story under the headline, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird Creature Something? (laughs) I hate the way news articles make their titles and like they try and put the punctuation in to to get across the point but and shorten the title but it i hate it i hate (laughs) why can't they just make a complete sentence as a news article title and none of that garbage of like leading you one way going the other way I mean, clickbait, you know, has been around since since 1966, at least, I guess. <laughs> they had to pay an extra five cents to get to the to, to flip to page 2A <laughs> to actually see the article. This was just like one of the side columns. Yep. So after this article was published, a few more people came forward with Mothman stories There were a few reports of seeing him around this old munitions plant, and there was speculation that he was the result of some kind of an industrial accident that had happened out there. Although I kind of suspect that the the industrial accident theory, I'm using air quotes, because of the comic book superhero angle that reporters were bringing to the Mothman reports. They actually called him Birdman or the Birdman or the Creature, but there was some reporter who started calling him Bat, uh, Mothman, and he was literally trying to capitalize on the Batman phenomenon. So DC cracked right down on that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and actually, this whole area near near Point Pleasant is on the EPA's natural priorities list for hazardous waste, and there's all these little bunkers around that are still filled with weapons and byproducts. It was a busy place during World War II, but it was pretty much abandoned after the war. And in 2010, one of the hazardous waste dumps spontaneously exploded. Unclear if Mothman was sighted beforehand. Mothman is a pyromaniac. Yeah. He does, He does as you'll see, he does sort of love destruction. So <laughs> there's also some lore about him liking to eat dogs. There's a report... <laughs> There's a report. Only dachshunds, though. Only dog. Actually, only German shepherds. Uh, I was um, trying to make a hot dog joke. Uh, 
There's a report that probably never would have come to light if not for the newspaper story, the original newspaper story that from the night before about a German shepherd chasing two glowing red circles into the woods and he was never seen again. A local news station also reported that two gravediggers claimed to be the first ever to see Mothman when a black figure flew over their heads while they were digging a grave, which was a little earlier in 1966. Okay, were they digging the grave at night? Do you know? Or if it was during the day? Unclear. Unclear. Like, being unable to see a figure flying over your head makes me think that it was night, but I also... Why would a grave digger be digging at night unless he's a grave robber? Unless they were trying to be extra creepy. Or, I mean, I don't know that much about grave digging. Maybe they had to get him in the ground quick, so they dug (laughs) overnight. I don't know. They better be paid overtime for that. I don't... Time and a half for seeing the Mothman. People who report seeing the Mothman are left with a deep sense of dread, often. (laughs) Well, that's just whenever I leave Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) The event that Mothman is probably most infamously known for is the Silver Bridge Collapse, which happened on December 15th, 1967. Shortly before the bridge collapsed, he was sighted perching on top of the suspension bridge, which connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Gallipolos, Ohio. 46 people died in that accident, and the cause of which was basically an overloaded bridge with not enough redundancy. So in the 50th years since the bridge had been constructed, cars became larger and heavier, and there was a very small flaw in one of the chains and the suspension, which wouldn't have been able to be detected with the technology of the time. I think now they like x-ray all of the bridge parts and stuff before they even get installed, but that didn't happen in like the 19-teens when the bridge was built. Bernie Sanders warned them about the crumbling infrastructure of America, and they did nothing. I mean, And I'm sure he was alive back then. A bunch more bridges have fallen down since then, too, you know? There was was one... Bernie Sanders is the Mothman. (laughs) He warned them. He's too small, I think. The Mothman's a little bit taller. So because the accident happened at Christmas time, many of the cars were filled with gift-wrapped presents, and witnesses reported seeing the gift-wrap packages floating in the river which is that's just that's hard just worst worst christmas ever yeah. i mean and like point pleasant is a really really small town i think there was less than six thousand people who lived here at the time so 50 nearly 50 people dying i'm sure it was i mean i'm sure it was a really big deal i bet everybody knew someone or knew someone who knew someone who was in the accident i think there were whole families who died like it's really we're we're making jokes, but it does. What? It is oh, fairly. It is fairly awful. Yeah, it a fairly a awful thing that happened. So, since this bridge collapsed, Mothman has allegedly been seen before other disasters like earthquakes and tsunamis, and even 9/11. There's debate about if he's evil or benevolent. Is he causing disasters or just foretelling them? Today, there's a Mothman festival that happens in Point Pleasant every year, which has happened, I think, every year since 2002, which is when the brilliant Richard Greer vehicle, the Mothman Prophecies, came out. There's a 12-foot statue in Point Pleasant by artist Bob Roach. My mom went on a, my mom just retired, and she went on a, like, a riverboat trip up the river over the summer and sent me a picture of her and Mothman. And said that you're supposed to touch his shiny hiney. 
Well, with a name like it was Richard Roach. Richard Roach. Bob Roach. Uh, sorry. Robert Roach, I guess. <laughs> with a name like Bob Roach, you're only going to be making sculptures of insects in West Virginia. Yeah. So. He, he's he was really, destined for it with a name like Roach. He really, yeah, he really, he's really got his market cornered. So, yeah, Mothman has actually kind of become big economics in a small town that really doesn't have much in the way of industry since the munitions plant closed. There's also been a lot of sightings of Mothman more recently, like in the 20-teens in Chicago. This Mothman has different eye colors being reported. Red, green, yellow, and orange most commonly. So, like, streetlight colors. Hmm, coincidence? Coincidence. He's mostly been seen around bodies of water, and he makes a horrible screeching sound, which just, I mean, sounds like Chicago. It sounds yeah, like walking around drunk and seeing streetlights and listening to the L train, but, you know, <laughs> it's probably not that. It's probably Mothman. Um, one witness said he thought it was B- Bigfoot at first until he noticed the wings. Yeah, Bigfoot don't got wings. Yeah, no no <laughs> wings your, on that Bigfoot. That's your first mistake. Yeah, I don't know. I've lived in cities, and you just learn to ignore stuff like this, like... Mothman could walk right by by me and I would be like, no, not my business. Not going to not going to look at that. And there's also not really been any disasters since he started being seen in Chicago. So maybe maybe that's just where he lives there. You know? Yeah. You just he got enough of West Virginia, needed a little uh, boost in the economy. So he moved to the bustling, windy city of Chicago. Mm hmm. I bet there's fewer dogs to eat in Chicago, though. So. <laughs> unless he's unless he's eating hot dogs now. <laughs> oh yeah, you know he goes to Wrigley Field and yeah. watches the Cubs every now he's just every a, home game. Now he's just about that deep dish. So, <laughs> uh, I, part of the reason that the Mothman the Mothman story got any traction at all is because there was a ufologist. You know what an ufologist is? <sighs> it's, it's someone who studies UFOs, and it's not. UFOologist, it's ufologist. There's a guy named John Keel who popularized the Mothman, and he was in the area investigating UFO sightings anyway when in 1966 when these stories started to come out. And Keel was big into fortunism, which is an idea popularized by Charles Fort, who did some writing about the occult during the turn of the 20th century. Charles Fort is kind of an interesting guy. He was a prolific reader and a bad student. And luckily, his rich uncle died and left him enough money to pursue a career as a writer. Um, And he wrote a lot about the occult and um, lizard people and us human humanity being controlled by aliens on Mars. And had this big budget could pursue his dream as a writer and wasted it. Yeah. Or you absolutely or, wasted or it. Or he was living his best life, you know? Maybe he just wanted to, you know, putter around and go to the his the movies with his wife and Yeah, um, I'm sure and I'm sure after doing all this he died with his pockets full and surrounded by friends and family and definitely not people who thought he was crazy. Yeah, no, he actually has had kind of a big impact. Even though he said of his own writing, I believe nothing of my own that I have ever written, and contemporaries described his writing style as atrocious and almost unreadable. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and as part of our research, we did watch the Mothman prophecies. Yep. It took us two nights because it was just too brilliant to watch all in one in one chunk. So what was what was your impressions of that 
film. It was it was hard because it was one of those films that was not like absolutely terrible to where it's like entertaining, but it's not good. Yeah, it was fine. I like I almost it, wish it was worse or better. It, it, yeah. It could have been a fun, like psychological psychological thriller, but it wasn't quite and it was also but it was too good to be like a fun bad watch. It almost didn't have enough conflict or any sort of rise, like rising conflict or tension. Mm-hmm. It just like fell flat every single time there they were trying to do something with any sort of any scene with any sort of tension. It just never got built, and you're never just like sucked into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but- Richard Greer. There's like a couple of love interest in the movie that he had he has no chemistry with either one of them yeah we don't see um, we don't get to see him uh hang dong or anything no yeah no nip slip although we watched it on youtube like maybe maybe there's a director's cut yeah, somewhere the uncut version <laughs> the uncut math man yeah i don't know i just i found myself wishing it was better it kind of has that like the movie came out in 2002 so it kind of has that like you wouldn't download a car edginess to it that <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. I'm just kind of looking through my... Arbentic notes, because yeah, he's I a do... very... He's a, a learned man. Most of them are garbage and really hard to read, because uh, as you can see, like, there's points you can see that my handwriting got worse throughout the night as the more drinks I had, so it can be hard to read at points. Oh, there was one part where the guy was taught um, where John, our main character, was talking to Mr. Leak, and he mentions how... I think Mr. Leak is also supposed to be ufologist John Keel. Okay. Or no, sorry. John is supposed to be ufologist John Keel, and then Leak, I think, is supposed to be Charles Fort, even though Charles Fort died in like 1930, but okay. they needed a real man to talk to. Leak mentions how moths throughout history have uh, been used to symbolize he said one directly psyche which uh, we touched a little bit psych you mean? no he said psyche (laughs) which we touched on a little bit in our uh, insects and culture reference and then he went on to say something that I've never heard in my whole study and so Leek says that the moth re- represents the soul trapped in hell. And, and I don't know where he got that from. And I think it's a, there's a lot of made up bullshit. It was three of ten. Don't recommend. Uh, yeah, three of ten. Maybe three and a half because it's uh, Richard Greer. So yeah, I like Richard Greer. You know, he's like fine to to look at. Yeah, and the and the police officer is like pretty, so that was all right. Yeah, but she wasn't very like tough, you know. She didn't have that. She could have been like like a like a cool like Fargo character. Instead, she was just kind of like this weird reporter comes into town and starts getting phone calls and starts kind of pushing her around, and she's just like, okay, that's fine, like. She should have had a little backbone, I think. A little more backbone. So if anyone's thinking about watching that, I wouldn't recommend. You get all the synopsis you need right here. 
Yeah. Save your time and watch like a really, really bad movie. You should watch The Abyss, which is a good movie, which we talked about. I talked about in the last episode. It has nothing to do with this episode or the last episode, but The Abyss is great if you need a good spooky adjacent movie. Or there's, or if you're looking for like a cryptid, like a bad cryptid movie, you could watch The Fly with... What's his face from Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum. Is Jeff Goldblum in that? Yeah, he's the main character. I've never seen The Fly. Yeah, or you could like watch one of those really, really bad... Is he an Invasion of the Body Snatchers? He might be. That's another know. good good movie. I don't think it has a cryptid in it, because I think it's more aliens, but... but... Or just watch Sharknado or like Bigfoot Monster Attacks 4... Like any of those really bad sci-fi watched, movies, we are watched a really this. bad episode of the X Files too that I don't recommend watching. Even though I love the X Files, but that was it wasn't great. But it had really good guest stars in it. Tremors. There we go. Tremors. Last, yeah, that's my last yeah. recommendation. Tremors is great. Definitely watch Tremors. So, yeah. Anyway, we've digressed a bunch. The Mothman is great. The movie's not. The movie's not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Does that pretty much cover it? All right. Well, I'm going to do the outro because I'm Ben today. That concludes our episode for today. I hope you all enjoyed listening and remember to stay spineless. Mothman can't smelt steel beans. (laughs) Sorry, I interrupted you. I blew your train of thought. Galapagos. Gallop. Galapagos. Gallop. Hmm. Kind of. I was hoping.